0: You're listening to the Dirty Dozen Podcast, episode 71, this week's artist, Black Sabbath. And now, it's song title story time. You cannot pass! I, the wizard, wake up to a sleeping village in a wicked well that reminds me of Stonehenge. Some nightmare to wake me from the solitude, like a hand of doom smashed a hole in the sky, trapping me in the world between heaven and hell. I see a psycho man behind me. Who are you? I think the lord of this world walking down a hard road. I'm Being paranoid, a nip in a zeitgeist, but really a symptom of the universe that has been through so many changes. Am I going insane? Well, it's the end of the beginning and it's time to head into the void. With your hosts, Rob Hyman, concert addict and superstar, Ralph McKinley, and the drummer supreme and living proof that fairies do wear boots, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow.
0: Hey. Uh, what do you think? Oh, that I love was it. That good. was great. That was <laughs> good. Good stuff. All right. Welcome to the Dirty Dozen podcast, where we rank the Dirty Dozen or top 12 Sabbath songs while discussing their music and pounding back a few drinks. I'm Rob. I'm Ralph. And I'm Jake. <laughs> ralph was a little hesitant there yeah it wasn't looking (laughs) i like a microphone shy yes you
1: are
0: (laughs) i like to thank everybody who's been active and joining in on our conversations on that thing called facebook
2: meta meta
0: meta. well it's not meta anymore it's still facebook but meta owns facebook it's kind of like alphabet owns google with a special shout out to michael smith jill slusher dana hennon and megan lemay thank you for being active on the page now let's just jump right in ralph what do you remember about the first time you discovered black sabbath
3: so i've got two older brothers they're eight and ten years older than me so quite a bit older so i'm probably five or six at the time brothers are like 16 they just bought master of reality and they're like ralph come here come here come in the room new album so i put on the headphones there's a song it's a lot of coughing in the very beginning of it <laughs> yes i know right? that song yeah and all of a sudden my eyes light up because it Coughing starts on one side, then it goes over to the right ear and then to the left ear. So that's kind of how I remember Black Sabbath coming into McKinley household. Were you coughing at the time? I was not yeah. coughing. <laughs> Sweetleaf was coughing.
2: Oh, okay. Was it scary? Did you, at five or six? No, was it like a...
3: no, you know what? I just remember going, wow, what's going on right now? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Jake how did you come across black sabbath
2: i don't you know i don't even
0: know he's wearing a nice black sabbath shirt by the way very nice yeah
2: 1999 doomsday reunion tour at the forum nice yeah pantera open i don't
0: know that band yeah
2: (laughs) a little band called pantera (laughs) Open. car right yeah being young and you hear it on the radio iron man of course was everywhere all the time so it was familiar but i think it wasn't until i was 13 or 14 and a friend had the paranoid cd and came over and we're like playing video games and stuff. I recorded it to tape and then was just like listened to it a bunch And my mom wasn't too happy. I remember she was kind of weird about it. For some reason, this album kind of made her a little bit worried. That made me want to listen to it more, you know, so.
0: Yeah, I remember my, my first, it wasn't actually a Sabbath album. I bought Blizzard of Oz when it came out, which uh, was the, the first solo album by Ozzy Osbourne. And my parents saw the cover. And I heard Mm. my dad say something to my mother. Don't worry, it's only a phase.
2: (laughs) I loved it. That's funny.
0: I think the first time I heard some of the Sabbath stuff was on tribute when he did the live album. And then he played like Children of the Grave and a whole bunch of other things. Iron Man and Paranoid I'd heard before just in passing because you can't avoid those songs. Right. In college, I remember listening to Fairy Swear Boots and Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath. We were playing in just jams and we just pick up and play. Right. And I I had never played it. I never mm. really knew the song before. He's like, let's play these songs. I'm like, okay, let me look at that. And then learned it and played it.
2: That's when you realize Tony Iommi wrote every great riff there is. Mm. Oh, I know. He's
0: amazing. <laughs> and with right. his right the hand all bits of up. his
2: l- hand left. <laughs> yeah, he's a lefty
0: and he plays. I'm like, well, if you could have just switched over to normal, <laughs> right?
2: Then he wouldn't have to worry about it. He could fret. Yeah. Does he still have the metal tips? I think they're like some kind of plasticky. No,
0: uh, but he has like um some prosthetic. Yeah, it's prosthetic. They actually give him a whole arm because it's cheaper that way, and he cuts the
2: fingers off. No way. Well, yeah,
0: no lie. <laughs> no,
3: I'm not buying. No
2: How do they stick? I, I'm no. not buying that. You're telling me Tony Naomi can't have custom-made fingertips? He can, but it's cheaper to buy the whole arm. Really? Yeah, because they make it in mass. How how many fingertips does he go through in like a year? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: no, he only uses the two because he uses the ones for oh, the I fingers know. that
2: associate with him. Right. So instead of going
0: in and having them but create he, the specifically for him, a set of run in a job shop.
2: yeah, He could buy in bulk. They can get his mold. Oh, yeah. but He could he, buy the company. No. no. Yeah. right, <laughs> but It's not but cheaper to buy it's, a it's cheap, whole.
0: It's cheaper to buy an all-arm because they make it and, it, and he has an attachment to fit the finger joint on there. He said it was really weird. I just read Tony Iommi Iron Man book. Mm. And he said it's really weird because people come to his house so the garbage man must think he's odd because he has these arms. Severed arms, yeah. (laughs) Just thrown in there, yeah. Because (laughs) he he doesn't need the rest. He just needs the fingers. uh,
2: People maybe don't know why he has um, fingertips. I don't know. Good call. Good call.
0: okay. (laughs) Okay, let's rewind a little. When he was deciding to go out and become a guitarist, full-time he was working at a factory Mm -hmm. and on his last day he put his weeks in. he's like this is my last day and they had somebody do his current job so they had him say well that person's sick you do that job and that's the day he actually cut his fingers off so if you look on i'll I'll use my left hand but it was his right hand Mm -hmm. your pointer and your pinky and you look to the tip Mm -hmm. oh even his pinky no, his pinky's fine. Oh, I thought it was, it, yeah, the, the the, yeah,
2: the two middles. Yeah, the two middles.
0: If you take the okay. your pointer and your pinky yeah. and you look to the tips Ugh. and you drew a ruler between the two, and that's what he lost. <laughs> so and scary. He used leather. He used all these weird stuff mm-hmm. until he can figure it out. And just the fact that he got up and continued to play with that. Right. People, you would think, like, oh, I'm done. I'm done, yeah. And I think he did for a short period, but he heard of some other guy oh, who yeah. did it. yeah, someone it's,
2: who went before him. That's right. And so. inspired him.
0: Yeah. And I mean, some of the best riffs of all time. Yes. What surprised you, Jake, during the research for the podcast? Anything jump out at you that you didn't know before?
2: I can't say that it did, but it did force me to listen to a lot of the non ozzy era, which I don't think many people gravitate towards.
0: I think it, there's a lot of Dio fans. True. Not like Ozzy though.
2: It's, it's kind of neat to explore all those albums that you'd typically aren't ever going to listen to. But if you're forced to sit down and kind of give them a little run through, it's it's interesting just to hear the the band and kind of the turns that they took in the career. And where they ultimately found where their, their sound was at the beginning should have been their sound for always.
0: And you have the Ian Gillian
2: fans. Oh, I love Born Again. <laughs> I mean, not enough. Well, we'll see.
3: Yeah, <laughs> We'll see how much you love. We'll but yeah, again.
2: I would put those stuff that a little bit over Dio for me. But I, and Tony I, Martin. and the, Yeah, the, 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 I mean, those aren't even on my radar. But we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> that, could, that could
0: be our number one, but, but we're not giving anything away yet.
2: I also want to say, being that it's February, I'm glad we're doing um, Black Sabbath History Month.
0: Oh! <laughs> 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 That's funny. Oh, so, Ralph, what surprised you? So what surprised me, I was
3: obviously a big Black Sabbath fan quite a while ago but it's been a long time since I've dove into Black Sabbath but diving back into it they're awesome they are a wonderful band and I'm just like they're obviously heavy metal
0: grandfathers Mm -hmm. and they deserve it for me I think one of the biggest things is understanding how good Geezer is Oh, and, my God. Yeah. Yes. And, and he might
2: like, be my favorite bass player. Uh, Bill
0: Ward's great, too, on the drums. Totally true. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Ward, some of his fills, when you sit... A lot of times when I started listening to Ozzy, especially um, Ozzy and, and Black Sabbath, when you start listening to it, I'm listening for the guitar parts. I'm listening, what's the guitar doing? Right. For actively listening as a guitar player. So, it was nice to sit back and, like, really f- hear everything from from those yeah, two. And, a musical standpoint. Especially Bill. He is just... Unbelievable. I didn't realize he was that amazing a drummer. And he is. yeah,
2: same. Agree. Yeah. Whenever I first was listening to Sabbath he wasn't stand out to me I almost didn't even like what he did and later on appreciated the swing like the kind of things that he brought to the band But also with that power where he lays into it and the fills are just out of yeah mind. It's very different too. He's his own guy for sure. Join me in a belt of scotch.
1: It's 9 30 in the morning
2: Yeah, but I haven't slept in days
0: today we're drinking there were several recipes online for this podcast drink it's called black sabbath cocktail and the one i went with was the one that i had all the ingredients to <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we're drinking good call uh, yeah <laughs> that's that's an easy way I'm of doing it. You. in the version of black sabbath cocktail on there it's two ounces of bourbon two ounces of spiced rum i use wild turkey 101 on this and mm. the spiced rum is oak heart that i'm using and two ounces of herbal liqueur which i'm using jägermeister yeah. We're drinking in a lowball glasses with a bunch of ice in it, but it's really great. And so that's
2: it? Three ingredients?
0: Three ingredients. It's so, very good. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Thank Drink. you. It actually tastes, it t- it does taste well. It's good. So you, everybody should try it. You have those ingredients at home. Pour yourself a glass. Drink along with us. It's great. And we also have beers. I got a London Pride beer.
3: Decided to bring this for the, the, the Black Sabbath boys being from England. Oh, I get
2: it. Uh, the Maximus Colossus. is coming in at a 9% ABV. Oh, nice. is it really?
0: Yeah. Oh, that's why.
2: They, yeah, they count. We got a lot going on tonight. A little too much, maybe. I didn't know.
0: (laughs) So that's good. We we will finish everything by the end in pure Aussie fashion.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then snort a line of ants. (laughs) A line of ants. And lick some urine.
0: All right. Anyway. Before we begin, we'll be critically reviewing the songs we will share under 20 seconds of each tune unless there is a specific issue or criticism that we may need to highlight and then we may do a second clip. We have made Spotify and tidal playlists. Just search official Dirty Dozen on either service to listen to each of our lists in their entirety. This way, all the money for playing tunes will always head back to Black Sabbath. The way this works is we combine each of our lists into Sabbath's Dirty Dozen, or top 12 songs, which we will count down from 12 to 1. Nice and simple. But before we get going with the lists, we'll each talk about a song that wouldn't be in our top 12, but we'd still like to discuss. We call this our song of note. So, Jake, what's your song of note?
2: I went with a song that I felt was important because it had the original lineup, but didn't quite fit into the classic material. And it was the last original Sabbath song with Bill Ward on drums in the the original lineup. And the song's Psycho Man. And that came on the reunion album that came out in 98 two original songs on yeah. That, right? yeah selling my soul was the other one which is okay too but this one was like the one that was on the radio i remember when it came out i recorded on cassette off the radio and was showing all my friends and even our high school music teacher i turned them on to it but it was just cool to hear the guys not only come back but write a heavy catchy new tune that just sounded like them again but with more modern recording and studio stuff at the time so yeah it just sounded like classic sab you know
0: and it actually came back up to number three on the modern rock charts and such oh really yeah. okay
3: yeah, yeah for, it's a great song. I mean, I had never heard this song until I dove into the Black Sabbath over the last four or five weeks, and this was definitely a song I listened to a couple times and thought, you know, yeah. this felt like it sounded like an Aussie tune a little
2: bit, right. but obviously a very good Sabbath song. Because all the Aussie studio tricks you can hear going on, yeah. and I think that's what kind of but I'm felt actually, like the two worlds I'm actually meeting. not a
0: huge fan of his delivery in the verse. Me either. It's, because it seems I'm, like he was cutting off the low notes, cutting the annunciation short, doing it quickly. Yeah, and was not like fully engaged. I don't know. Maybe he's not a
2: great singer. No, he's really
3: he's not. Yeah. It works though. Four dudes getting together yeah. and jamming, but you're and right. And
0: the chorus was in his wheelhouse.
3: But
2: I feel like as he aged, and even like past this too, you can just hear kind of things that suffer a little bit in 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 time. I feel like.
0: All right, let's listen to Jake's song of note, Psychoman. <laughs> Okay, that was Psycho Man off of the reunion album, Jake's Song of Note. So, Ralph, what is your Song of Note? My Song of Note, I went with something off the album Mob Rules with
3: Ronnie James Dio. The Flat Earth Society will be proud of me. It's a song called Falling Off the Edge of the World. And you're a card-carrying member, correct? I am (laughs) a card-carrying member, absolutely. It's the second Sabbath album where um, Ronnie James Dio joined them. It starts off very slow with some violin work, some light. Who plays the violin? Not, not, not sure who does. Do
2: you know? Ozzy. No, no, he does no not. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, no way. <laughs> Come on, <everybody! laughs> Can you imagine handing him a violin? Oh, my How goodness.
1: Get crazy! Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing the violin! And then, and
2: then he smashes it. Uh, I'm
1: a Dio <laughs> album! <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chas- Holy cow, Sharon! Sharon! Chas- <laughs>
3: chasing bats with it. I don't even know where to go after this. <laughs> All right, so we-, we got some violin work. Yeah. Probably not Ozzy, but who knows? Maybe it is Ozzy. We- right? uh... and then The song builds up and obviously another great Tony Iommi riff. Dio's vocals are awesome in this song. The whole band struggled during this time period. In 1981, with a lot of drugs going on, no, Martin Birch was the producer, and all he had a lot of problems with the drugs. Usually, it's like kind of the producer and He's the adult in the room. Yet? Yeah, yeah. Right. So Martin Birch was obviously doing lots of coke yeah. and alcohol and all that during this, but somehow they put together. A, a, <laughs> it was a 1981. Great album.
0: 1981. Yeah, that's yes. what you did. Yeah, that's what they did. There was no warning on the cocaine pack. <laughs> At that point, like like there's now. They didn't know at the but time it Dio, was bad do you for think them.
2: Dio did drugs? He seems like a straight kind of guy. Actually, he didn't. Dio was
0: one of the only people in Black Sabbath not to do drugs. There's a lot of tension between Dio and Geezer
3: Butler. You know, Dio is now kind of taking over the, the lyrics. lyrics G-
0: yeah. I mean, Geezer's mm. been
3: writing 95% of the lyrics for the first six, seven albums. And now Dio comes on board. So a lot of tension, but obviously a great album they put out. Yeah, so... 1982-1983 was lucky enough to see the Mob Rules tour down in Long Beach Arena, yeah. the Outlaws opened up, don't remember a whole lot from, you know, we're talking 40 years ago now, so, but I do remember enjoying the music that night, hanging out,
0: <laughs> love Tony. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's cool. Falling off the edge of the world, I think, what I, what's my notes on this? The intro kills this song for me. It does. Yeah. And it says, not my favorite, <laughs> reminds me if Slaughter tried to do a, a Sabbath-style <laughs> <laughs> ballad in the yeah, beginning of the song yeah right it's funny cuz my notes that <laughs> i said
2: there's a bunch of sissy parts at the beginning
0: <laughs> I mean, no, but, uh, but i love the riff when it picks up in the middle yeah but i said some cool slow. parts once it gets going yeah,
3: yeah. It, it and it's a long slow intro with the violin yeah.
0: it is it's like a couple minutes in but, but yeah. the riff in yeah. the last 3 minutes and but the beginning of the part just makes the song okay instead of great yeah you know? but it had it has parts of it that are amazing so let's listen to falling off the edge of the world ralph's song of note let's listen to the back half now we to the front yeah. half <laughs> Only. everybody has to know it yeah. sucks <laughs> bad call ralph <laughs>
2: Everybody has to know it sucks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick him.
1: <laughs>
2: That's why he put you over here. I know. I threatened
0: to kick him last time. I think we were on the uh-huh. air. Jake was here too and Jake backed away, but yeah. now he can't.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm getting kicked in the middle. He's in the kick zone. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. Falling off the edge of the world. Off of Mob Rules. Let's listen.
1: Listen to me.
0: Off the edge of the world, off of mob rules. Ralph's song of note from 1981. From 1981, <laughs> and it was co sung by Slaughter. I hear <laughs>
2: it's, it's laughter.
0: That's how you pronounce it. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. All right, my song of note. The name of the song is "I," oh, and is it's you. originally off a of Dehumanizer, but that's not what I'm going to be playing here. Uh, Heaven and Hell played a live concert at mm-hmm. Radio City Music Hall. And the version of I on that is fantastic. Oh. I have, Tell like, us who Heaven and Hell is. Heaven and Hell is, well, it's Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. But what they did is they did an Aussie tour, and then they went from an Aussie tour to doing a Dio tour. And they didn't want to confuse people. So when they played out, they called themselves Heaven and Hell just for that tour. So because they were they just going to play, play Heaven and Hell, they were just going to be playing Heaven and Hell stuff. They weren't going to be playing any of the old Black Sabbath, and they didn't want Black Sabbath fans showing up expecting Paranoid. Or expecting Iron Man, because they weren't going to play their Black Sabbath.
2: But didn't Dio, I mean, he he sang some of those sometimes. Oh, no, no, he did
0: early on when he was a member of Black Sabbath. Yeah, yes, he did. Because people were expecting that, but when they did the reunion, like...
2: I didn't like it. Well, I thought it was no. But I think they should have, I mean, hindsight, it's that thing where I I feel like they should have rebranded the the group and no you know, they,
0: they wanted to at the time
2: yeah but, but the, they were trying to ride off the popularity no. of the name or no the the no. record execs and all that were they were, were
0: contracted as black sabbath to produce x yeah, number
2: more albums right but it's it's that thing looking back like yeah there should have been some differentiation i it's,
0: think dio and ozzy if he, nice. at the end of the day those are those the are the leaders industry. yeah yeah this has a, a great wah in the beginning kind of that little riff he does and then thundering guitars Dio's melody line in the verse is killer his vocal delivery is actually quite good. I I I in the chorus is just so amazing, and Tony really rips the solo, especially live. This is a good song, Rob. The guitar work, especially
3: the the last minute, minute and a half of the song, are are really really solid.
0: Yeah, as I said, this just rips. And I watched the uh, live. I have a uh, Quello on. Uh, mm-hmm. You can stream concerts live. Mm-hmm. Not concerts live. You can stream concerts. You know. Yeah, record recorded. Recorded, and I saw the Heaven and Hell. <clears throat> uh radio city concert and this song just stood out like huh. whoop, right in front so i remember I was a, like what is that ha- i don't remember that and i listened to it over and over and over again i couldn't stop listening to it it's on like, the dehumanizer album but i'm going to be playing the live cut because i like the live cut better okay oh okay so because it's a song i know i can do that so let's listen to i live from radio city Music Hall. Okay, that was my song of note. I, live from Radio City Music Hall, Heaven and Hell, but off of the Dehumanizer album by Black Sabbath, as well. Let's move on to the main event.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event.
0: Welcome to the main event. We're going to start the Dirty Dozen, the official 12 best songs by black sabbath ever and the number 12 is not on my list ralph it's not on your list either mm. Mm. it's a solo jake pick nice this, this is your number seven off of the paranoid album electric funeral so take it away my friend wow.
2: this is one of my personal sabbath faves i love the warbling whammy effect on the guitar bill ward really shines through in this song doing what he does and making it really swing like i mentioned
1: earlier the and swing it baby <laughs> yeah
2: right <laughs> yeah, that upbeat midsection Kind of helps to freshen up the main riff When it comes back it, it feels just as heavy It's a good one
3: It is good too It starts out a little slow But halfway through The song really picks up Second half of the song is A great Sabbath song
0: Ozzy follows the guitar melody line on this, yeah. Often, like kind of did is. with like Iron Man. Iron Man a yeah. of Sometimes it works, but if he does it too much, it yeah. kind of gets me. And this one kind of got me a little, mm. which is probably where it pushed it out. I really like the theming of it about nuclear war and all that. It's great. The wah was neat. I'm not a huge fan of the bridge or what I'm calling the bridge with that jazzy chord section around 2:45 into the song. Feel yeah, that? Yeah, uh-huh. it's, it's actually it's a great song though. It's it good.
3: It's one thing, you know, diving back into Sabbath, Geezer's writing a lot of anti-war songs I didn't realize, you know, 30, 40 years. And neither was... did Ozzy. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah good point. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> I sang what? Sharon!
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, say Sharon. That's <laughs> what he said. <says>. I know.
0: <laughs> I watched the show, and that's what he said all the time on the show. What a great show. So that show. must be real life. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, there's a show uh, that you can find on YouTube where it's called The Osbournes, and it's the life in the Osborne residence right at the point where he's cracking and stinking alcohol and dealing with all that stuff. I remember him going into the kitchen. He's like, I put my alcohol in the oven because Sharon doesn't cook. (laughs) (laughs) And I come down, Sharon, I'm going to get a
2: snack. That's funny. And it always showed him like watching war documentaries. Oh, I I love stuff,
1: yeah.
3: I think 15 years of LSD uh, is catching up to him at that point, but it's a great show. If you, you guys get a chance to watch the Osbournes, watch it. it. It's it's very entertaining.
0: But what I hear now, I hear he's much clearer of mind and he's uh, it's good. a health addict and good. not a drug addict anymore, So, hmm. which is why he's still performing it over 70 now. So, Yeah,
2: at least he's given it.
0: Yeah. So let's listen <laughs> to the number 12 song overall for Black Sabbath ever, Electric <laughs> Funeral. Off of Paranoid,
1: robot minds <laughs> robots, <laughs> plastic
0: Okay, that was <laughs> Electric Funeral off of Paranoid, our number 12. Now let's move to number 11. This is only on one of our lists. Ralph, it's not on your list. Ah. It's my, Strike it, two. It's not on my list. Me again? Seriously? <laughs> again. There we go. What's happening here? I know. I know. Jake uh, taking
2: control. He's in control. That means at the end, none of my good songs are
1: going to
0: be on <laughs> These are your only two songs <laughs> that made the list. This is the number 11 song overall. This yeah. is your sixth. Off of the Master of Reality oh. album, Lord of This World. So take it away, my this friend. This
2: one is probably another, maybe because it's a little bit more special to me. <laughs> it's simple, for sure. But something kind of infectious about that riff and the mid-tempo groove, which I'm a sucker for. Um, and like we keep saying, Geezer's bass runs are just so melodic. Especially and, on and this fat. song. Yeah. Especially yeah. on this song. So fat. For some reason, this has been... I almost put this one higher, actually. but
0: And this is the solo that I, I really think of Tony playing. Yeah. Tony solo. And geezers. what Geezer's playing underneath is so much more complex than what Tony's playing. Yeah. And just this song.
2: Which I I love that they do, but I like you were saying, it sometimes can be a little uh tug, Where's a, this song tug of this, war Jake? with your ears. Number six. Number six, yeah. yeah.
3: It's, but it's a number eleven overall, just yeah. to be clear. It's a great song off of a great album. This almost was in my top twelve, and another great song off of this Master of Reality album uh. After my favorite ever. Yeah. Is it really? Okay. Okay. It's a good choice
0: again. This is great. And Bill's Fills are great in this too. Yeah. Tons of them. The whole idea is people are greedy and selling their souls for earthly things, even though the title refers to Satan. We live in a world where foolish people don't even know they're giving themselves over to the Lord of this world in Mm -hmm. that case. Mm. It's really easy to do and it's out there. So not to get too spiritual about this, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of what they were talking about too in it. and. A lot of things you'll find with Black Sabbath, at least I found, is they're sort of putting out and say, "Hey, you want to talk about evil? Look at what's happens in the government. What's happening even in your own life? How you let yourself go down these evil thoughts, mm-hmm. and that's what powers the Lord of this world." So, let's listen to number eleven, "Lord of this world" or "Master of Reality."
2: I just love when all of a sudden they put the brakes on, it's like dun,
0: trudging. Yeah. Like, oh, well, wow. they're so, it's just so deep and so, it's like walking in like three inches of mud.
2: Yeah. It's like, what if we just slow down a bit or maybe a bit more and see how that feels. And, and play a little heavier. Yeah. Let's just do that. Ozzy's voice is really high in
3: this
0: song too. Yeah. Right here. To contrast that yeah. deep. Because that's- a, It's a great. His voice is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's the range that's free.
2: Right. If you think about it musically, right?
0: Yep. Because everything's down low. Yeah. got to go here. So if you want to really bring the vocals out, this is more a musical theory thing. Yeah. That you space the instruments in different uh, ranges in the spectrum. I worked on this one.
1: You think you know what you want.
0: Up that was the Lord of this world. Our number 11. Now let's move to number 10. And this song, Ralph, isn't on your list. It isn't on my list. Jake, it's not. I'm no, stop. Kidding, stop, stop. I am kidding. I'm it's, going home. Not, I'll sit in the it's corner It's not on here. Jake's list actually, and it's not on my list. Ralph, it's on your list. Nice. It's a good tune, and I'm glad we got some Dio Sabbath in the list. This is your number six, Heaven and Hell off of that Heaven and Hell album, the number 10 song overall. So Ralph, why don't you take the lead on this one?
3: So Heaven and Hell's not on either one of your lists? No. Wow. Okay. I, I love this album because like Sabbath put out five or six excellent albums really quick. The last two albums that they put out prior to Ozzy leaving and Dio coming on board were, were not typical Sabbath Okay Yeah let's go with it They were crap So when Dio came on board And all of a sudden Things started speeding up Tempo wise Heaven and hell Like that's something That I really enjoyed Geezer's bass line In this is wonderful
0: And this is where He goes and sings Over his solo It drives me crazy Mm. This is is a sing Over solo song But anyway Yeah yeah.
3: you know what If it's done right I, I love
0: it's never done right. <laughs> singing, uh,
3: singing over solo, like Metallica does it every once in a while, Guns N' Roses. But yeah, anyways, it's got to be done right. But just some singing over solo is 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 awesome. Just a big comeback from what happened with Sabbath over the, the past couple of years. Oh, sure. And, and it, the it, past was, it was a great kickoff albums. album for yeah. sure.
0: It's sort of like Ronnie was saying, it's kind of human beings' ability to choose between doing good and evil, kind of that whole Sabbath Sort of mantra, essentially each person has heaven and hell inside themselves. That's what Ronnie said, and it was interesting to me that Michael Sweet of Striper, yeah, actually covered this song on a covers uh, album. And I was like, I remember that. But Black Sabbath, how can you cover? And he got some heat because he's a Christian artist, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Striper's a Christian band, in case you don't know. And he goes, some may argue. How can they justify playing a Sabbath song? This is Michael Sweet. If you read the words to heaven and hell, those are lyrics that Striper would have written. There's nothing wrong with those lyrics. They're absolutely dead on the money. Hmm. I thought that was just interesting generally. Hmm. I love that acoustic mandolin part or whatever that is on the outro. It actually works good there. Yeah, Yeah, It's a good song. I like the chorus. I don't like the rest as much Mm -hmm. and I like the ending, but the chorus is good except for when he sings over the solo.
3: I think this, yeah. this song's typically in, in most lists for like top 50 heavy metal songs of all time. And also, the album cover is fun, right? Oh, yeah. Angels sitting around smoking. A little heaven. Yeah, that is kind of
1: cool.
0: <laughs> okay, let's listen to our number 10, Heaven and Hell, off of what album was that? Oh, Heaven <laughs> and Hell. Let's take a listen. number 10 i have a deadline heaven and hell off (laughs) of heaven and hell and let's move to number nine i think i get a chance somewhere (laughs) i get a chance on this one finally thank you this is my number five overall but it's number nine and it's off of the heaven and hell album and it's called children of the sea Mm, nice i love the guitar in the beginning it sets the atmosphere for the song the verse is solid it's a much clearer delivery than ozzy for sure I hear the allusions to Soldier of Fortune by Deep Purple in the lyrics, especially the chorus. I don't think it's a rip off per se, but I feel that melody similarity in my head. And Soldier of Fortune has always been one of my favorite songs. So I, that made the song even stand out more. And I love the, at the end, look out. The sky is falling. Look Very out. Dio. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. This was originally recorded with an entirely different vocal melody sung by Ozzy. Yeah, I heard that yeah. Ozzy had a shot at this really? yeah, at, yeah, at beforehand. Yeah. It didn't work out. And then Dio came in, and this is one of the first songs that he worked on with them, and they were blown away by him. And this just completely changed the whole feel of the band. And obviously, the Dio era is quite different from the old Ozzy era. And this is the song that kind of set that off. Yeah, good
3: choice here. You Listen, I, I love this album. This is right up my wheelhouse, you know, seeing Sabbath in the early 80s. I love the change of pace in this song, so good choice. Man, I'm being so kind to you.
0: I know. That, that means you You know that I'm right. <laughs> Let me have another good. drink here.
2: Because <laughs> uh, they definitely needed another Jake, uh, any thoughts? Uh, Children of the Blank song. Uh.
3: <laughs>
0: that's a good point. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, to me it sounded like another Dio song, and maybe that's why I just...
0: Let's listen to number nine, Children of the Sea, off of Heaven and Hell.
1: all All
0: right, that was Children of the Sea, our number nine, off of Heaven and Hell. Let's move to the first song that two people had on their list,
2: Oh, and right. we'll
0: move to number eight. It took us to number eight. to wow, get to that. Okay. Jake, you have this on your, not on your list at all. Oh, I can't okay. imagine you don't have this on your list, but you don't. Must be a Dio song. This was my number 10. This was Ralph's number seven off the paranoid album. It's an Iron Man. It's Iron Man. Yeah. Ralph, this is higher on your list, so take it away,
3: my friend. So I get to take Iron Man, huh? Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Obviously a classic radio hit, slow trudging guitar riff. I mean, this
0: just took Sabbath to another level. The just... intro of this, what IOMI does, mm-hmm. and he does it without a whammy bar. He just does it with an open string yeah. and a bend. There's and he does his it... low bends that yeah. he's just so famous for. The intro for this is just this like, uh, ambient noise coming in yeah and who does that nobody does nobody. that uh-uh. nobody does that and i was like Not holy yet. crap continue sorry i just like yeah, so this had a um, this had a
3: working title of Iron Bloke. So Ozzy heard this riff from Iommi and thought the song sounded like a big Iron Bloke walking around the city, crushing you know, kind of a an
0: Iron Godzilla. I and, guess. and here's the quote from Geezer Butler. Yeah, yeah, he said Ozzy would put the idea in his head. What if there was a great bloke made out of metal walking
1: about? <laughs> a- <laughs> <laughs> he
0: didn't say, he say it there, but I, I think that's what he would have said. And I all be created this the band, which is just amazing. Yeah, but I am Iron Man, I, I kind of a little cheesy. No, it's it's a it's very cheesy, at least
2: it's the only time yeah. he says it. It's not like it, yeah, comes true. up again in the, the lyric.
0: It, it actually kind of worked where he put it. Yeah, and there was a rumor going around that he actually recorded it through a metal fan. That was sp- oh, to get that warbley okay. sound. Okay. All right, but that Luke, was the rumor. I think it Luke. sounds like more like a a flanger. But at the time, I don't know if that was around in seventy. True. So, like the way I would do it today, there's a lot of ways to do this. But at that time, yeah, maybe not. It's like talk box hmm. almost or a, hmm. Sounds like a Frampton thing, you know, with the oh
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. this hit uh, Rolling Stones top five
3: hundred not heavy metal songs of uh, songs of all time. And there's not a whole lot of heavy metal songs in the top 500. So it's pretty impressive that this song's in the mm. top 500
0: songs. It's right between time. paper, paperback writer. And, Are you making this up? And
3: yeah, whoop, yeah, and, and and whoop,
1: from,
0: there it is. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: I give you Iron Man <laughs> from Paranoid.
2: What's more funny is whoop. There it is. is on the top.
1: Oh, gosh.
2: <laughs> anyway yeah I, I, so you don't have this I, on your I, list yeah jay, jay good for you, you by the way good for you i omitted it last minute maybe it's because it's played out a lot it's a song where it's, I'm with it's done a lot and there's so many songs to me that felt more important and i knew you guys would have it you so know. I knew it would be represented, right. but I know I how didn't...
0: to play the game now. Yeah, and I'm not trying to. I just <laughs> felt like sometimes it was that you can that I lose on that. Yeah, you I can. know totally. As, as
2: you'll find out with. And some that was what time. I was gonna say. With this one, it's okay, but but like t- you said, the bend in the beginning is such a signature Iomi sound. That's really a, a moment where he can kind of show like, yeah, this is.
0: I me. was listening to this in the car today, and I was listening to it with Anna, and she likes the song.
2: Yeah, uh, and I came
0: inside. She, I go, I I any, Annie, you want to learn how to play it? Show her like two seconds how to play it. Yeah, and she can play it with one finger. Because you you don't, yeah. you don't really play with one finger, but if you want to learn and you're not a guitarist how to play it, you can do
2: it with one finger, right? It's cemented in rock history because it, it's right up there with doing like "Smoke on the Water," where yeah. you can show someone real quick the the, sure.
1: the... Oh, sorry.
2: incoming. Oh, oh oh, watch out for the watch out for the uh, the electric plugs, Yeah,
0: hold on yeah, a second. We'll take uh, just a few seconds <laughs> so I can get <laughs> this intermission is brought to you by knocking a cup over. <laughs>
2: And now back to our regular scheduled podcast. More noteworthy is as the song progresses farther, coming out of the bridge, like a descending riff, and then it comes into the ascending part. The fact that they could envision that and play that out and everything, that I think is some of the noteworthy parts of the song as opposed to just the super catchy riff in in itself. So this, this is number eight? Number eight. Okay. okay. Which, is, which is good. That's good. I'm happy with that. All
0: right, let's listen to number eight. I am Iron Man of the Paranoid. uh, Back in 1970, our number eight overall. Let's take a listen. Okay, that was Iron Man, our number eight song off of the Paranoid album. The next song, only two of us have on our list again. And this is another shocker. Okay. You know, songs that everybody should have on their list. Oh, Jake, I think you would agree. not me. Huh? Jake, you didn't... Oh, wait, you had it on your list. Okay. And Ralph, you didn't have it on your list. And I had it on my list. Because he put a deal. something. And this is... Bad, yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> and this is off of the Paranoid album. Yeah. Our number seven song overall... Fairies Wear Boots. Yeah. And, well, it's Jack the Stripper slash Fairies Wear Boots. Yeah. Jake, you can leave off because it's your number five. It's my 11. Yeah, so, I uh,
2: almost even put it up higher. Yeah, the Jack the Stripper intro, like you mentioned, is really cool, but then it kicks in to such.
0: And the cool thing, just before we get into the main yeah. part, they were playing with tape delays in that section, which was way ahead of their time, I think. They were yeah. doing this big looping delay thing. The bass playing is great. I love the break with the two instrumental sections in yeah. the intro section. That kind of separate the main part. And so he's kind of making his own separation. It's really, really good in the intro. Mm-hmm. But let's go to the main song. But go
2: ahead. Yeah, it, it kicks into such a badass, almost jam song. Which is what kind of sets this one apart. It's another heavy one, but with some serious swing. And I think that's another one of these, like, Bill Ward tricks. Yeah, Just baby. add that in there. This song just feels so good. And... That's why I was like, it's my five, but I almost wrestled with kind of putting it up a little bit higher. And it's maybe not one of the more famous ones, but it was one of the standout ones to me from the very beginning. So
3: it started out as two, three, four, and then ended up at five
2: for you? It might have been a four or a three.
0: I think it was higher for me too initially. Yeah. And it kind of slipped down over time. So where is it for you, Rob? It's 11, but it's number seven overall, just to be clear. But at one point it was in my top four. Five. I started sorting through it because mm-hmm. it was one of the loves that I had in college for the song.
2: Right, and, and the
0: album And we used too. to play it. So I, when, when you play a song, you kind of yeah it's, have that becomes appreciation. a little party. Yeah, a yeah. little part. Yeah,
2: you appreciate it in different ways. The so.
0: verse is so good. I, I love the groove and the main main part starts. The chorus is catchy and it sits in your brain long after you hear it. Yeah, there's something I learned about Black Sabbath songs like there's multiple
3: <laughs> titles in multiple parts of this song mm-hmm. And they've got three or four of these on early albums. Like I yeah. didn't realize like one song could have four four uh, t- Yeah, yeah. 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 And I, rush does this and yes Also has and like this, song
2: the this
0: UK by the way. Let's say that again. That's a US thing. Oh Really? Yeah, in, so in, in the UK version it just says Furious Red Boots.
2: Oh, okay interesting yeah. does jack the stripper have its own track yeah. no oh, okay. no jack the stripper oh it doesn't even have doesn't that mention oh he's just one of the fairies <laughs> that's what he named the son after jack the, the booted Fairy. <laughs>
0: i'm kidding but i really thought this was literally fairies wearing boots when i first heard it but i imagined that ozzy was tripping out of his mind because i heard it in college and he was just hallucinating. That he the fairies was. wearing boots. Yeah, but it was the the whole skinheads yeah. chasing him down the street with the Doc Martens. And, and the Doc Martens, and they were chasing him, and because he's, he's a long hair. hair. Yeah, so that's why he's like fairies wear boots. So he's ripping on the skinheads at that point. Anyway, let's listen to our number seven. Fairies, fairies wear boots, and then the skinheads. and Jake is up wearing Doc Martens now. Just right. saying <laughs> off a of paranoid. Our number seven. Let's take a listen. With Fairy's Rare Boots, are number seven off of the Paranoid album.
4: What a great it. tune.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's good. And Jake's representing the fairies, so that's good. Yeah. All right, so Bro-ro-boots. let's move to the first song that we all have on our list. Here we go. Fine. The rest of the way home, we all have this on our list. Starting with number six, this is my 12. This is Ralph's 10, and Jake has the highest on this one. For number six, uh, this is off of Mastery of Reality, Children of the Grave.
2: All right, number six. So, Jake. This is such an awesome... Heavy song. Like I said before, this is my favorite Sabbath album, even though there's there's probably more on Paranoid that I would rank higher, but as a whole, this is like an opus to me. I think the drums really represented here, big and expressive. The words toms and the timpanies, that tribal sound, especially with the overtrack drums, because you can tell there's another layer going on here. It's not just him on the drums, it's like him recorded another track that they kind of overlaid. But the song, it's straight. Early metal at its roots. It has such a good pace, tempo to it. of like the a galloping metal...
0: sound with yeah. the two-chord down on it. Yeah, it's it.
2: like a marching song. Yeah. That's what I feel like. It's galloping. It's kind of marching along and probably fitting since it's like an anti-war theme. Yeah.
0: And this is so true. I mean, right now, today, we're hearing stories that Russia is going to attack Ukraine right. at any moment. The risk of a global war and this whole thing that can be happening. So, Children of the Grave still is poignant today and it still has meaning and i love ozzy's delivery even in this the solo is nice and the cool thing about i don't know about the spotify version but i know the title version which is the one i've been listening to most of the time has that creepy whispering at the end. That used to be on the hey, Spotify album. has yeah. it. No, Spotify has Spotify it. Does yeah. It. And the CD version,
2: yeah. because of space, they cut that out. Yeah. Really? It's true. I, yeah. I noticed that differently. No I was like, I don't I never picked up on that before, but I was just realizing that recently.
0: Yeah, it's only on streaming now. So Yeah, uh,
3: I've got that as a note is like how eerie that ending is, and obviously this is another great yeah. Tony Iommi and, riff at the very and beginning.
0: And they used to call that the official title of that was The Haunting. Okay. That's what it originally uh, was called, that section.
2: Children of the white zombie covered this song and they made that part a lot longer it made it more haunting ish too that the Indian end. whispering yeah we're, we're just kind of like weird sound effects yeah. swirling was, going was around. was that back and, when you look like the guitarist of white,
0: white zombie
1: <laughs> <Yeah. singer?
2: laughs> i no, i didn't look like them yet john five was, no jay junger you're Drats. thinking of uh rob zombie solo ah, man. okay okay gotcha. not the white zombie original i was
1: in the
3: neighborhood
2: yeah, it's like six degrees of uh, Rob Zombie.
0: <laughs> In fact, that's how Jake got to know Rob Zombie, about six degrees. There's a little more degrees, but yeah. <laughs> they say that everybody Rob Zombie has sex with starts to look like him. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'll we'll, we'll stay silent on that Oh, one. just kidding. Let me have, oh let me have a drink God. here. Uh, Jake looks like Rob Zombie. If you ever wonder, wonder what Jake looks like... Picture Rob Zombie talking, and that's Jake. A little bit younger. <laughs> but he's a younger Rob West Zombie. Midge. Like I five mean... years younger Rob Zombie, because Jake's oh, starting man. to look pretty old.
2: I am. <laughs> so is Rob, though. So
0: No, I know. Rob's probably like 94 now. I think he's talking yeah. about you. Yes, no, no, I am, too. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking A. I
2: uh, am Iron Man. <laughs> I am Iron Lung. Children of the Sea Grave.
0: <gasps> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's listen to number six, Children of the Grave, off a of master of reality. And that was number six,
2: Children of the Grave. Off of Master of Reality. Whenever we listen to these, I'm like, man, I should have put that higher, probably.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> it's like all these songs that we all have on our list. Uh, the next one, we all have on our list. Okay. I said all of these we oh, do. Oh, finally. At this is time, the first one? Um, well, six we did. Children of the Great. Oh, that all did, yeah. From six, the top six we all have on our list. Oh. Okay. So, number five. This was Jake's Eleven. This is my six. And Ralph's number mm. two, off of Sabotage. Symptom of the Universe. So Ralph, my friend, take the lead. So th- look, this
3: has got an iconic opening riff. Once again, we, we keep talking about Iommi's riff throughout the, all these songs, but this one, this one's at the top of the list and for me. And,
0: and it's the heaviest riff. It, mm. This song, out of all the Sabbath songs, period, is thrash metal. They have different parts, yeah, yeah, it yeah. has different structures. Totally. Listen to an Anthrax album this is where it came from it's all this in the metallica album this is where it came
2: from it's that down the the down picking right there with that intro with the heaviness it's like it's an archetype archetype metal song right here yeah and this
1: is thrash this is like
2: thrash yep
0: this is what's coming you don't know it yet this is 1975. no one knows it yet but but, yeah this is what's coming in five to ten years
3: yeah i fell in love with this whole album this song when i was in high school like 1982 1983 when i went to see sabbath but like this album jake i think you said master reality is your favorite sabbath it is, yeah is this, it this is my favorite album sabotage wow and, and, and listen my favorite
0: beastie boy song <laughs> Yeah. yeah no <laughs> <can't>. <laughs> Okay. me Sorry. too though uh, so listen opening riff
3: is great Ozzy's voice in this is awesome and then the last two minutes Iomi goes into like this acoustic yeah, jam yeah just
2: kind of acoustic is, outro I love apparently
3: they did this in two or three takes I love that Ozzy's voice in the while the acoustic jam's going on this is some of the best tone out of his voice in any
0: Sabbath true. song true I was gonna so. say his yeah. vocals are abrasive here. Uh,
2: uh, like I mean, we listen, said, there's listen. something metal, pre-metal about this song. Yeah, yeah
0: correct. <laughs> and his vocal melody fits so well. It's yeah. not the same on this. You there's know? just
2: a little bit like the aggression in the, the down picking that sort of like where you hear the scrape of the pick and his vocals are uh, a little bit abrasive yeah. too. There's something that's just, it's paving a new, it's like a trailblazer for, like you said, thrash metal. Yeah. This sort of like different So
3: the space. ending
0: apparently was all done in one day. Although the ending of this is not very thrash metal. It's very bluesy no. and it's... Yeah, but yeah. that's the, it's so kind of cool. Added, yes. No, no, no. But it gives me this Doobie Brothers feel. I don't know if that's right, oh. but it was like the 450 <laughs> at the end. But that's what it sounded like. It was like all of a sudden mm. they went from this thrashy metal yeah. thing. Which is why I love it The thresh.
2: dynamics come at the end all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's kind of fresh and different. But before you're just like, it's, it's just pummeling you with all that... And the
0: aggression. Spanish guitar playing mm-hmm. that Tony does at the end, I'm assuming it's Tony, Yep, that is... Killer. Yeah. yeah. And I so A little that. percussion really well
3: going on. And Bill Ward's doing, doing some, so just so some little hand. light. And listen, and the Prince of Darkness, not that he's writing the lyrics, but I mean, listen lyrics. Sharon,
1: he's saying I'm not the freaking lyrics. <laughs> <List>.
3: <laughs> Here's the last line of the song. This is not typical Black Sabbath lyrics. <laughs> we'll find happiness together in the summer skies of love. I mean, come what really? a hippie. Really? Yeah. And the acoustics going and Bill Ward's jamming on the percussion. The song itself doesn't match a lyric like that. Listen, go get this album. It's excellent. And Ozzy's wearing boots on the front cover, so. But don't call him a fairy. Yeah, don't.
0: Let's listen to number five, Symptom of the Universe, off of
2: Sabotage.
0: All right, that was number five, Symptom of the Universe of Her Sabotage. Metal. Metal, baby. <laughs> Let's move to number four, and this is high on everybody's list. Okay. This is our number four song overall, and everybody has it at least ranked at four. They're good. This is off the Black Sabbath album. Yeah. This is Jake's number four. Mm-hmm. This is Ralph's number four.
3: Mm-hmm. Attaboy. boy. And oh. this is my number two. Number fours.
0: Two. And this is my number
2: two. Good for you, the wizard. Ugh. Wow, I was nice. worried that I was going to rank it so high, and you guys were not going to have it. Really? Oh out no!
0: There. This is. This I'm good. glad to hear this. I okay. had no idea. Sharon, nobody <laughs> knew I could play the fucking harmonica. Right. <laughs> oh my god! This is. I'll show them in The Wizard I'll tell you right now. Look, it's great
3: harmonica. It's not classic harmonica, but yeah, look, it's great. It fits. It's a perfect
0: intro into this song. And it almost sounds haunting before the band comes in. I thought Gandalf played this. (laughs) Then Ozzy is the wizard, so yeah. (laughs) And it sets the song apart in the catalog. I don't know if there's another song that I can think of with the harmonica leading off. Mm -mm. It gets that blues influence like from what they used to do when they first started. Because they did the 12-bar blues and that's how they all... They played for the first couple you of years. They played.
2: They're, they're just doing heavy blues, yeah. really, when it comes yeah. down to it. And Bill kills the drums on this. Just yeah. kills it. I think there's a theme here with most of the
3: Sabbath songs, like just a change of pace where they're jamming and all of a sudden they'll slow it down and bring it up
0: and slow it down. And this song does a great job of that. And Tony said, oh, Ozzy Osbourne and Giza Butler <laughs> were wandering around stone and saw some guy leaping around being silly outside a club. He looked like an elf to them. It was Ronnie James Dio. Vest. The Wizard was born, and Ronnie James Dio got a gig later. (laughs) Uh, No, I don't think it was Ronnie. And the urban legend is the Wizard was their drug dealer, because everyone's happy when the Wizard walks by. Never stopping. Oh, oh okay. all right. Spreading his magic. And I thought it was Gandalf. Yeah, that uh, was the Lord of the Rings scene. Yeah, Lord of the Rings. No, it's drug dealer.
2: I like that story better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool.
0: Everyone's happy when the wizard walks by. Uh, there's arguments on whether that's true or not. But that, no, that, that's the it. urban legend. We'll go with it.
2: Yeah, there we go. Yeah, the blues, like we said, is shining through. And it's really cool to hear Ozzy doing some harmonica because who knows that he, he, he can play. Who knows? <laughs> I was just going to say the same thing. Who way. knew? I like the, how the riff drops out, leaves that space for the drums to add some flavor. Yeah. Like I was talking about covers, that Nativity in Black cover, there's a Bullring Brummies cover this, but it's actually just Sabbath and Rob Halford singing this song.
1: Misty morning clouds in the sky
0: That guy can sing, by the way. Yeah, so listen to that version of the song. Interesting, okay. And that's wouldn't really it cool be too. great if, if Jake said, I know this is not true, but wouldn't it be funny? It's like, new kids on the block did an awesome version on the NIV. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> With their choreographs.
0: The wizard walks bye. <laughs>
2: And then new Kids on the Block. Only if, bump, there, bump.
0: if there was a video here
3: that we could see and Rob dancing to New Kids on the Block, yeah, yeah, you guys cool. would all enjoy it. That. But the funny
0: thing is, I'm singing New Kids on the Block and, and Ralph Bebop, and that's all yeah. I have to say. <laughs> anyway, the number four song overall by Black Sabbath. Nailed it. Yep. The Wizard. Well, let's take a lesson. we in All right. That was number four, The Wizard. Such a good tune. What a great Excellent. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's move to our top three. Not everybody had above three, but which is a lot to ask at this mm-hmm. point. I had it at my three, so I nailed this one. I didn't <laughs> nail the last one. Ralph, you had it as a number five. And Jake, you had it as your number two. This is off the Paranoid album.
2: Hmm. The title track, Paranoid. So, Jake. It's kind of up there with Paranoid. for, Or not Paranoid, sorry.
0: It's kind of up there with the same with song. With the same that song I'm talking about.
2: <laughs> it's up there with Iron Man in the sense that it's that iconic riff. Yep. And one of, uh, I think, his best.
0: And it's one of the most identifiable riffs in rock.
2: Yeah. Tons Paranoid. of guitar players learn this one when they're just picking up guitar, right? I mean, it's right there with. Smoke on the Water. Iron Man, Smoke on the Water. Yeah. Those kinds of yeah. things where and they're you, just And you're a drummer. Around. You can play the song. Yeah. You probably can. That's, and yeah, and it says a lot, right? Because it's it's that thing of like, it's satisfying to be able to, with one string, if you need to, to execute a song and be like, wow, that sounds like this, this tune. It's a great up tempo rocker from these guys, especially considering it was kind of a, an afterthought. Yeah. And what I think is really neat during the guitar solo, there's this crazy fuzzed effect coming out of the right channel. And I'm not sure what it is, but just, it's like a weird thing they threw in there. That if you're right. paying attention, it's just kind of, it's, that's kind of neat. A little bit of character or something else that's different.
0: Geezer Butler said, the song Paranoid was written as an afterthought. What you were talking about, Jake. We really needed a three minute filler for the album. And Tony came up with the riff. I quickly did the lyrics and Ozzy was reading them as he was singing. It was just written for a filler for the album because the, the way the albums used to work. Oh, we need three minutes just to yeah, fill out the, to utilize the LP that space, yeah. because we we're missing three minutes. So write a three minute song, go. And that's what they did, and it became actually a hit for them, a radio hit. The, their biggest hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were on top of the pops, and they were doing all oh, sorts yeah. of things yep. that they would never have done before. The Paranoid album made them rock stars. Yep. Mm-hmm. The Black Sabbath album gave them a bass. Yeah. As the, they're a rock band. Paranoid has all the singles. But Paranoid is think? just yep. straight up one of the most iconic albums of all for time. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. Paranoid is the, the song that and made the it. the silliest cover. You
2: could ever see
0: well, on an album. Is that fairy? Well, it was supposed to be to, well, like a black guy with yeah. like jumping no, no, out no, behind a tree. No, or no, something. no, no, no. It's a it's a dude with a sword yeah. coming out, and it was supposed to be for War Pigs. And They didn't like that of the record company. Yeah, but they'd already done the album cover yeah, for War Pigs. Late. So how impressive is, is this?
3: I mean, Sabbath puts out two albums in one year, yeah, and one they year. put out
2: zeppelin did the same though they put out they, five albums in three years how
3: crazy is that
2: but that was a i thing mean they're then. just
3: yeah i know like like now like yeah. y- a band puts out an album every
2: three to five years. some bands i think need time to but you're right them when bands are
3: just and... coming out and sabbath is obviously brand new they're just pumping yeah, out music but right. th- five
0: albums in three years oh, for sure anyway let's listen to number three <laughs> yeah, anyway, overall paranoid,
1: paranoid.
0: <laughs> was number three, Paranoid, off of the album. What was it called? Oh, yeah. Paranoid. And we're down to two. There's only two left. Let's go to number two. All of us have it in our top four. I had it as my number four. Jake had it as number three. Okay. And Ralph had it as his number one. Black Sabbath off of Black Sabbath. So, Ralph, take the lead, my friend.
3: Yeah, so look, this song started it all.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: First song on the first album. The album covers just scary. I mean, once again 1970 here. Yeah. So, this sets the tone for the heavy metal genre for the next 50, 60 years as we're we're getting into it. So, written in 1969, released in 1970, but it's just amazing to think about that this like 1969 this stuff is written. No one else is doing this.
0: And it's interesting. No one else. The, the riff that they yeah. used was called Diablos and Musica. Yeah, that tritone. With the tritone, which was banned by the Catholic Church as being too evil. Yeah, it's really, yeah. okay, cool. And that's what they based it on. And they actually, the way that this came about, and the way the band came about, changing their name, really, is there was a 1963 horror movie starring Boris Korloff named Black, Black Sabbath. Sabbath yeah. And they're like, well, why does music not have horror films? People love horror films. So let's do a horror film. And that's where this started. This is a quote by Geezer
4: Butler. At the time I was seriously into cult stuff and black magic and all that kind of thing. I had up little apartment, which I would painted back black and had all these upside down crosses all around the place. Pictures of Satan everywhere. And Ozzy brought this book around for me. It's like this really old 15th century, like old book. It was all written in Latin. It was all about black magic. It had all these like drawings of Satan and everything in it. And I just had a really weird feeling about it. And that that same night, um, I woke up in the middle of this horrible nightmare and I just saw this like black shape at the bottom of my bed, just like staring at me. It was like a black malevolent thing was horrible feeling off it and I just totally freaked out oh, no, no, and I told Ozzy about it and he kind of the lyrics to Black Sabbath
0: and the song happened from that so it's kind of a scary sort of uh yeah it, it's a horror movie in itself I mean it opens up it's you know the the thunder
3: showers and then yeah. do,
0: do. but yeah. that, that was producers afterward but but the yeah. whole music is just oh my gosh and, oh, no.
3: Right. <laughs> That's one of the scariest moments in rock and roll, still. And it was done,
2: once again, 1969. And he puts you there
0: in the first person. You feel oh, like you're yeah. standing at yeah. the
2: it's great storytelling kind of like those old classic country songs too where it's just mm. like it's basically yeah. just put throwing you in yeah. there and you're like living that storyline for a little bit for two or three
0: minutes and then that galloping section at
2: the end yeah to pick up because yeah they could have left it in that like slow it's coming around slow the heaviness but then to add the dynamics it just kind of ralph adds is flavor.
1: coming
0: around the bed <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: ouch, ouch. <laughs> You said someone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I assumed it was you. I don't remember. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Could it be <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah, this song is like heavy metal ground zero. I feel it, like it's... It totally is. This is the starting point. It is the first doom metal song, at least. The first doom metal, yeah, absolutely. And definitive metal riff and defines the sound of countless bands afterward. Yeah. There would be no ghost without the song. And I feel like even the low (laughs) production, you can hear the hiss of the needle dropping and that sort of thing. It adds that ominous vibe. The way they did, this is a live tape they did. Right. They were all in oh, the room. Really? Yeah, this is all That's live. why they could crank out albums like, yeah, yeah, no in yeah, a couple of years because they were all in the room. Because they started playing yeah.
0: these gigs and they used to do yeah. seven 45-minute sets or something like yeah. that. And they had eight songs. So they used yeah. to run them out a
2: little bit. Yeah.
0: And they just just play them. They were so tight by the end of it. Yeah. When they actually got into the studio. captured the It was moment. like 12 hours, Ozzy said. Or I heard that yeah, it was. Yeah, that first album. They had two days to record and yeah. one day to mix. Yep. My and gosh. that was it. And they finished the album. And look at that. And look at that album. album. Yeah, look at that album. Untouchable. This song alone, Black Sabbath. Yep, one of the most iconic, one of the scariest pieces of music ever written. Mm
2: -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a soundtrack to a nightmare. It brings you into this sort of like this space. Yep. And 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 you guys didn't have
3: it at number one. What's wrong with you guys?
2: Yeah, it was. It almost was my number one at some point, and it. it We're not all Yeah Yeah. But there's something too—not uh, their
3: best song, but just sorry. Yeah, Jake.
2: but but it's it's what it means to. It's named after the band. Yeah, the it's, first song here. It's hear our number from two, so it's yeah.
0: right up there. Yeah, so
2: it just makes sense. It, yeah, it's where'd you have it, Jake? Where, where? Three, my number three, four. Okay, yeah, yeah.
0: We're, we're right there. It, yeah, it's one of the songs that is at the top, top, top. You can make that argument with The Wizard, with Paranoid, with Black Sabbath, and with yeah, the one that actually landed lists, yeah. at number one, I'm sure. Mm. So, But Black Sabbath is absolutely... The people, when they first played it, Geezer Butler said the first time we played Black Sabbath... Everyone ran. In this tiny pub in Litchfield <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> near Birmingham, the whole pub went mental crazy. Tony Iommi said, I knew we had something. You could feel it. The hair stood up on your arms. It felt so different. We didn't know what it was. This is their first song, really. But we liked it. Everybody started putting bits into it. And afterward, it was just amazing. Strange, but good. We were all shocked. We knew we had something there.
2: Iommi had riffs and he would like have this great riff and he had another riff that would be could be another and different a song faster and a tempo but different. yeah but he's like let's put these two together and make an even better song and nice it works sandwich it works yeah and that's the crazy and you thing. couldn't
0: do that today with pro tools because they wouldn't let you change tempo that think about how cool this
3: is in rob you kind of mentioned this like iomi knew at some point when they played this song at a pub that he had something, right? This is probably when they the wrote th- it, it's magic. It's probably the yeah. third or fourth band he's been in, if not the fifth or sixth, and not just right, Black Sabbath, but dues. all rock stars, like they just. Well, go, he went to
0: Jethro oh, Crap, Tull like, for like I've... a second, and then he. Was on an album? Yeah, okay. It, yeah, because it was when they were Earth, he was writing yeah with them, and he was just playing regular, and then he jumped over to uh, Jethro Tull, because they open for Jethro Tull, and then Jethro Tull needed a new guitarist, and they hired him. Yeah, you can see him playing. And, even And he went there and he learned. The thing he took away from that is that he needed to be professional about their music. Yeah. But he, when he went back to Ozzy and he went back to Geezer and he's like, we have to be professional about this. Nine o'clock in the morning we're meeting and yeah. we're going to start playing. Treat it. And we're going to treat it like a job. Nine to five. Let's just learn the crap out of this stuff, mm-hmm. right, and make it pro. Every morning you're here at nine and just kind of learned. And even if they were slightly late. They still tried to do that as best they could. Mm-hmm. So, We're going to write five songs in three years, so be here at nine. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Let's listen to the number two song. I'm scared to play it because I'm going to have nightmares. Yeah. You're going to invoke the devil. Yeah. I don't know. This, this right. is the
3: scar- one of the scariest songs in, in rock and roll. All right. Let's
0: listen to Black Sabbath. Was number two, Black <laughs> Sabbath, off of the album Black Sabbath. There we go, and one song remains. Killer.
2: What song could be the number Did one we song? All have the number one. I had Sabbath at number one. Okay, okay, yep. Did the ones that count have number one?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Our number one song was Jake's number one was my number one. Yes, and was Ralph's number three. Okay, good. I'm right up there. Off of the Paranoid album. I'm surprised.
2: Warpage. Yeah. You surprised i thought thought you guys were gonna do iron man no 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 no, 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 I, no and that's refreshing yeah. i'm glad to I hear that yeah war pigs there's something in in countless da, bands da. so many bands have covered this song and for good reason it's, bum,
3: bum, bum. what's what's
2: kind of noteworthy it's it's such a great opener for the album kind of like what yeah. black sabbath is for the album before it but this one it sets the tone for the album and the fact that it's one of the most covered songs
0: of all time yeah to your point it's, it's, it is that says something. The fact rock. that this is the most covered song ever, ever, ever. Is it really? Yeah. If it isn't, it should be. Go listen to right. Cake's
3: version. <laughs> they do this song. Cake doesn't. What about excellent. Faith No More's version? Yeah, <laughs> Faith No More's good. Uh, and look, I love Faith No More. Yeah. Sorry. Anyways, Cake's version of War Pigs is excellent. Yeah, almost I, as almost as I don't good think as Sabbath. Heard that one. Yeah,
0: let's just listen to it now. Here we go. <laughs> And we're gonna be covering cake
2: just as a sidebar. A band well, like cake, I'm not surprised. Like people love yeah, cake. They, they happened and everyone was kind Let of them crazy. chocolate cake. Yes, they, they can have their cake and angel
0: food cake. Yes, devil food cake. <laughs>
2: yeah. Hashtag Sabbath. But anyway, war pigs. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> In the beginning, this intro, the laid-back instrumentation with that whirling siren sets that intense mood just like. Black Sabbath yeah. number before with the rain. The sirens, awesome.
0: And then the smack across the face. Done
2: <laughs> on <laughs> Yeah. But before that, <laughs> Geezer's again, Geezer's bass lines and this intro really carry it for me. But then like you said, Rob, it switches gears and you have that the lone hi-hat tempo and that call and response with the vocals and guitar. And there's something that whoever hears this song, it's infectious. It catches your yeah. attention. You're locked into this yeah.
0: song. At the beginning, you know what I said? Very well beginning? done. Uh-huh. What I had written, I said, slow and ambient heavy, like a weight on a fishing line moving across yeah. a current.
2: They're playing with you. It's something, yeah, th- then they know. They're telling a story, and which I think is what they caught on to with the first album of like, let's take a movie, a Black Sabbath, you know, Borlitz-Karloff thing. Mm-hmm. Let's make this into music and like tell a story and kind of take someone on a the, the, the right yeah and then it stops which it's, came it's, it's, out it's, of a jam right they said they, they just play this in pubs and then all of a sudden tony just did that riff when they were doing yeah. that. whole and intro. then the hi-hat right yeah <laughs> and there's something about that hat we're just like yeah. kind of like oh what's happening he does a little open and they're like oh i'm in yeah i'm sold this is It's a great song yeah it's just like nobody and then from there it just gets better and better and better so it's one of the greatest rock songs. I wouldn't even say metal in the terms of hard rock, the grandfathers of it, of mm. it all. And Geezer said they used to hang out
0: at this bar right next to an Air Force base in Birmingham that the soldiers used to come in and drink. So they joined them. And the soldiers were fresh from Vietnam. It's an American base. And they used to go to <laughs> bars and listen and talk to them about stuff that happened about the Vietnam War mm-hmm. and a lot of the problems they had and oh, wow. the stuff they were dealing with. And war peace came out of that discussion they had with the soldiers. Yeah. The soldiers were the ones having their nightmares, and the generals were the ones sitting in their house all by themselves, and they were the ones who were actually doing Satan's bidding. Mm. You know what real evil is? It's that. And that's kind of what they're pointing to. The anti-war theme again, yeah. 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 And this was the, the first right? one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the first staple yeah. for that, really. But as you said, jamming song, that power chord, that da da Yeah, it's so... Simple, but pure
2: and perfect
0: and the way that bill went with it and the way that that
2: flowed yeah. together the chemistry between all the guys uh, to feel that out yeah
0: just lifts that tune and it's fantastic
2: let's listen to war pigs off
0: of paranoid our number one song overall by black sabbath ralph was wrong <laughs> I was only rocked
3: by This is a concert reminder. By only two songs, though. It's my number three. Still roll.
2: (laughs) Don't you forget it.
3: How could I, with you two bastards singing in my ears?
4: In the fields of bodies burning. The war machine keeps turning <laughs> death and hatred to mankind, poisoning their brainwash minds. Oh Lord, yeah.
0: Okay, that was War Pigs, the number one song of all time. This has been fun so far. Yeah. Awesome. Now let's just talk about the songs that missed the cut. Uh, let's start with, uh, I'll go. Ralph. Ralph. Okay. Let's just say what you missed so far. <laughs> Your number eight was Megalomania off of Sabotage. Your number nine was Neon Knights off of Heaven and Hell. Mm-hmm. Your number 11 was Hole in the Sky off of Sabotage. Your number 12 was Da Young off of what album? Heaven, with- and Hell. Heaven and Hell. Which
3: of those four songs? We're going to go with my favorite Sabbath album, Sabotage. Opening song, right? I got to go with the opening song, sure. Rob. Hole in the Sky.
0: Opening song. Of course, that's that's why. And when I saw it on there, I was like, opening song. Of
3: course. <laughs> so I found out that, like, there's a little scream. Just as the song opens up, there's a scream. And I found out that the producer is yelling, attack, in a very unusual way. And appara- oh, really? that's cool. And apparently he would yell as the band's walking on stage, attack, attack. So song opens up with attack. And then it's just a great Iomi guitar riff. Ozzy's voice in this is unbelievable. And it's a starting of a great album. If you don't own this album, go out and get it.
0: Sabotage. I love the declining vocal melody at the end of the chorus. Yeah, you know another decent riff by yeah.
3: Tony to start it off. Mm-hmm. Plus, Ozzy's wearing a muumuu and boots
2: on the album cover. So, oh, with the mirror. That
3: yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah
2: yeah. But Bill Ward's wearing like tights. Yeah, something's weird. Yeah. <laughs>
3: fairies wear tights or oh, yeah. no, fairies
2: wear boots sorry something that doesn't sit right with that album cover to me okay let's listen it's a lot of
3: LSD we've been talking about yeah. LSD a lot blame today, it on LSD yeah
2: for sure I'm on
1: shrews. I'm on shrews.
0: let's listen to Ralph's miss the cut hole in the sky
1: attack
0: <laughs> attack attack, attack. <laughs>
2: All right, that was Ralph Smith the cut. Yeah, I love that. There's like a sluggish pull to it. If it was any faster, it would lose the magic on yeah. that song. But just well, because yeah. the tempo where they pull it back, it has that. That's good a lot feel. of Sabbath too. Yeah, for sure. They mm. know to dial it back and just find that magic little tempo there.
0: Okay, Jake, you have three songs that missed the cut.
2: Wow, mm-hmm. you did really well.
0: Tonight. Number nine, wow. Hand of Doom, Sabbath. off of Paranoid. Let's go with that one. Number ten, Sweet Leaf of a master of reality (coughs) and number 12 NIB yeah
2: NIB I put low yeah I would say Hannah Doom let's go with that one okay go I think Bill Ward's side stick during the verses make it feel real tight and groovy that's what I I think it's so special about this there's like those explosive louder parts with kind of like tight jazzy feeling those moments that are going on there's just really good dynamics it has these big transition moments throughout it especially i think it like the 340 mark it kicks in with a new heavy feel for a while and then it's just all around around a great song
0: yeah the, it, it changes pace yeah. very well yeah. Yeah. yeah and it also talks about in the lyrics like the americans who came back as heroin addicts oh yeah from, from vietnam, vietnam War, yeah.
2: yeah interesting it's, it's interesting too because it's a negative view of that hard drug use so from these guys who, who are, knew who were pretty probably pretty immersed in in their drugs you know
0: yeah but they were very high on cocaine they weren't they wouldn't have been down on it like
2: (laughs) yeah not these other drugs yes no
0: let's listen to Jake's miss the cut hand of doom let's listen I had 3 songs that missed the cut as well. My number 7 was Snowblind off mm. of Volume 4. Mhm. My number eight was Supernaut off of volume four. We had nothing off of volume four, correct? Yep. And my number nine was Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath off of the same album.
2: Supernaut was close for me. I'm
0: going to go with Snowblind because everybody was saying Supernaut, so I'll go there. You jerk. (laughs) See how you are? (laughs) I know. I'm like that. I love the drama of the intro with the chords and that arpeggiated lick. The melody of the verse is amazing. The groove of the drum just really adds to the song. I think it's my favorite Sabbath verse melody, the way that he... Attacks it. It's just fantastic. Hmm. The chorus is decent and slow, but a motive. I love when the When it really kicks in about three minutes and 30 seconds in It just takes off. I love it. Love it. Love it And this is all about cocaine and snowblind. is being overly yeah. intoxicated from Overuse of cocaine so much that it blinds you hence snow blind. And if you look at the liner notes for volume four, it says thanks to the coke cola company Mm-hmm. But Coke is really? all like caps, capital, oh, yeah. because he was and in white, white and yeah. in white, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: It's a good jam. It's fantastic. Yeah. So let's listen to my song of notes, "Snowblind," off of Volume Four, because we have to talk about Volume Four briefly. So let's go.
2: There's something really cool about this song. The riff is kind of hesitant. Like there's this little bit before there's a space that doesn't make sense. So I think it grabs your attention. It feels like it's hanging and holding back. It gives you tension before the release of it, where it's like Tony is doing the the riff thing. And the the vocal line that Ozzy comes in the, the verse for.
0: Yeah. So I think this song. I
2: agree. It is a standout that it's it's not conventional. I feel like the song doesn't fit like the normal song structures and gets overlooked in that sense. Anyway, let's be kind and rewind. Rewind.
0: (laughs) All right, let's remind everybody what our top twelve was for Black Sabbath. Number twelve, Electric Funeral. Number eleven, Lord of This World. Number ten heaven and hell number nine children of the sea number eight iron man mm. number seven fairies wear boots number six children of the grave number five symptom of the universe number four the wizard number three paranoid number two black
2: sabbath and number one war
0: pigs wow
2: I'm surprised. I didn't think we were all going to uh, line up so well.
0: Yeah, it ended up being- we
2: always do a good job. Like our
0: top five or six, were usually right there. Yeah, it's it's definitely a solid twelve. And you should all listen to it on either Title or on Spotify because I started doing a Title list. Nice. Because I love Title, and it's just my new thing. And they're very friendly to uh, artists. Like if you yeah. happen to be on their highest tier, they take ten percent of your what you pay a month. And give it to your most played artist. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. That's really plus cool. they have extra time ah. beyond that, so they're going out of their way to yeah to focus on to um, take
2: your dollars and apply it to the actual artists that you are right, and their songwriters. Et cetera. I like that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, thank
0: you both for being a part of this. This yeah, thank has been you. so much Jeez. fun.
2: This band needed to happen. I feel like uh, we did Zeppelin. And I feel like Sabbath was yeah, absolutely. so absolutely. Yeah, I mean,
0: you also. have like the... Absolutely. You have the main five bands that kind of came out, which was the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, and The Who. Those were like the, the five bands that kind of came out of the early 70s that defined music going forward. And we've only covered two oh, of them. He left out the birds. Just, no, Just kidding. I'm kidding. That's the 60s. I, I'm I, kidding. I, I understand that's when you were in like, college. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I could kick
4: you in the shin years ago. right
3: now.
0: i kick you in the Elvis Presley, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you forget it. Don't you forget it. Thank you all for listening. If you made it to this point, we really appreciate you taking the time to listen to us and uh, care about us and we care about you. And thank you so much. Talk to us and reach out to us on Facebook. If there's a band that you love that's coming up and you would like to contribute as the list representing the entire community. We did it with Garth Brooks, the person who suggested it, which was Troy Smith. I asked him if he'd like to a give twelve. Yeah, to give him that's cool. The twelve, very like cool. That. And he said yes. And he gave it to us, and we used that last week. We didn't have time to do it for Sabbath, but when you hear this, if there's a band coming up that you'd like to do, reach out to me, and I'll let you know if we've already done it. Number one, and number two, we'll do our best to get you as the uh, community representative for that band. So it should be great, and get your list melded in. It's fun. So And I want you guys and gals to be involved. Just pick the right one. Just reach out to me at rob at com. I will set you up and hopefully uh, get you on one of the podcasts as the fan representative, which will be awesome. Once again, Ralph, Jake, yep. thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Good I time, want, brothers. Oh, and two weeks from now, we're doing something crazy. Mm. Just let you know, we're doing something crazy. We're going to be doing... acid. <laughs> no, we're not doing acid with ozzy and sharon yeah sharon <laughs> they're doing us in two weeks <laughs> so uh, in two weeks we're gonna do we're gonna change for one episode the format of the cast a little bit and we're gonna talk about a movie series that's all i'm gonna say and we're going to talk actually about the movies and not the music just for one week. Mm. It's going to be Dirty Dozen goes to the Movies. Mm-hmm. you follow in two weeks and see what movie series we're going to talk about. It's going to be great. It should be interesting. And I can't wait to let you hear it. And then two weeks after that, we get back into the music. So we're all good. This is just a one-off and kind of curious to see what people think about it. That said,
1: thank you for being here. I appreciate it. God bless. I'll see you in two weeks.